0: reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. On this episode of This League, man, I am shook. I am so shook. Apparently Damian Lillard might be asking to be traded. I'm dead inside. I have no idea what to do with that. Suns one game? Away from the NBA Finals, so that's exciting as a current current Suns fan <laughs> that may end up being a Suns fan for the foreseeable future if Damian Lillard leaves. The Bucks uh, took control of a game that the Atlanta Hawks should have definitely won. Hundred percent conspiracies are floating around about these referees spraining Trey Young's ankles. We've got a lot of news also around the league, so let's drop the beat. No, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. This is bad, Marty. This is so bad. It's so much worse than I thought it would be ever. He was just, Damian Lillard was just talking about being committed to this franchise for the rest of his life. And now it it appears there is no good outcome. It appears there is a no-win situation here on our hands. My first thought is this. If it's true, if we must get rid of Damian Lillard because Damian Lillard wants to leave and we'll get to how we got here in a second. But my first and foremost thought, it hit me like a ton of bricks. What does it feel like as someone like yourself, who had a team that did not go to the playoffs for 11 straight years and were Dog shit. They were dog shit. Laughing stocks. Yeah. They were laugh- the laughing stock of the league, which is, it was an intentional thing, too. Like, there were stars, moved pieces. It was bad lottery picks a aplenty. Mm-hmm. What is it like emotionally in the middle of an NBA season, no- knowing that your team is not even going to be in the conversation?
1: Well, the funny thing is, I I kind of got used to it, like, in a way. And How like- long
0: did that take? <laughs>
1: Like, I don't know, I I got excited and wrapped up in the draft. That's what I guess, like, got me through it. That was, like, my therapy was watching draft YouTube videos.
0: Did you watch games? Like, Uh, a lot of games? Like, a lot of
1: college games? No, like, did you watch
0: NBA games? Uh,
1: I would follow. I would follow for sure and and root for losses.
0: So, no, you didn't watch games. So, emotionally, you basically checked out of the entire NBA season... And really looked at college games for who your team in the top five could potentially draft. Is that what you're telling me is what a Suns fan did for 11 years?
1: Yeah, that was my coping mechanism. Yep,
0: I've never been there before.
1: Yeah. And I would joke and say things like, oh, that was a really good loss. We needed that loss.
0: We needed that loss. Yeah, that uh, what sounds, a bad win. That sounds awful. Yeah, honestly. no, I'm not,
1: I'm not saying it was fun, but that's, that's how we did it.
0: Sacramento Kings, Orlando Magic, Phoenix Suns, Knicks for a long time, Nets for a long time, Rockets for a long time. A um, lot of losses, a lot of rebuilds. Philly, obviously, with yep. the process. Portland in 31 years that I started watching games when I was four. In 31 years, there's never been a real rebuild.
1: Yeah, it's kind of been just been bad retooling. Teams, yeah.
0: retooling. There's never been a send a marquee star out in the middle of his prime, get pieces and picks, and start like scorched earth. <sighs> that would be scorched earth. And on top of that, not only would it be scorched earth, now you've just signed. Portland is a woke city, fake woke city. We'll call them like they are the least diverse city in America that cares. Truthfully, not a lot about people of color in reality, but they talk about it a lot. And they also care about social. We're totally off script. They also (laughs) talk about social issues a lot. They've been burning the city down for a 100 straight days, more than that. And they are even madder about Chauncey Billups hiring than they are about whatever else is happening there. I had a friend text me last night that if they end up hiring Chauncey Billups, he'll never watch Portland trailblazers games again until he's gone. And now we'll have no reason to watch them anyway. And now, and now that there's no real loss in that because if Damian Lillard ends up deciding he wants to go, We will have nothing. I won't watch games. I will. I don't know what I'll do. I have no idea how to process this emotionally. I'm working through it. I'm working through it right (laughs) now. Like I'm literally thinking about what I will do. 2004 to 2006, we massively underperformed. We had uh, Mo Cheeks out, Nate McMillan in, no rebuild. 2011 to 2013, injuries, injuries team underperformed again Nate outstots in no rebuild we've made a playoffs 11 out of the last 13 years so you have
1: drafted really well over that time span as well
0: we've drafted we've had some hits fairly well. we've had yeah. some misses right we and on, and
1: <laughs> you had a lot of very poor luck I mean we, we go with luck, you, Brand, yeah. Brandon Roy Odin yeah. like all that yep yeah.
0: and you know decent coaching and an amazing fan base so let's go into how this all started. Forever, Damian Lillard has been loyal to the city of Portland because really Damian Lillard has been under underseen, under, what is that called? (laughs) Overlooked for a lot of his career. He was not highly recruited. He played for Weber State, and Portland was really the only team in the draft that was like gushing over him. So he goes to Portland, and he's so happy that he has a team that is – Wants him to be the franchise guy from day one, right? Mm. I'm never gonna leave. I'm loyal. He's got the the O as his letter instead of number on his jersey. Oakland, Ogden, Oregon. What's he gonna do? What's the O gonna stand for next? Right? I don't know. If he leaves, the O has to change. <laughs> he has to go to like something else. So anyway, he told the world, this is where I wanna be. I wanna be a Portland Trailblazer. I don't care about chips. Whatever, whatever, right? And then Chauncey Billups. then all of the turmoil happens. Damian Lillard says to Chris Haynes, who's his best friend on the planet almost, Mm -hmm. that covered the Portland Trailblazers since Damian Lillard got drafted. And they have struck up a very intense, very close relationship. They talk every day. So he tells Damian Lillard, or he tells Chris Haynes, I'm I like Kid, I like Chauncey. Immediately, kid, as we've said before, takes his name out of the running. Why? Because Portland's been burning for 100 straight days, and Jason Kidd didn't want that smoke. The Portland smoke came far. It came fast. It came hot. It was like Dracarys. You know? It was like that on Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd's like, nah, nah, I'm out. Right? Jason Kidd gets hired in Dallas. Not a peep. Chauncey Billups is the next one. Chauncey Billups is the next one. Now everyone is saying these 1997 allegations means that he should never be in power in the NBA. We should hire someone as the leader of our community that has no bad stain that we know for sure never was accused of rape. Fine. Totally get that. However, then they come after Dame. They say that Dame is complicit in Chauncey Billups hiring process. And. Some of the things that Dame said on Twitter this weekend had me shook. All right. (laughs) So he responds, sometimes it's not the people who change. It's the mask that falls off. All alone, that tweet doesn't mean anything. But when you think about Portland as a city turning their back on Damian Lillard and accusing him of being complicit in hiring a rapist, that's bad. Here's another one. Uh, someone goes, I'm sorry you're getting hate for the hiring Dame. And he goes, you don't have to be sorry. People are going to keep going until sorry don't help. Hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, that's not a good that's one. That's not a good one. That is not a good one. Then the news broke. Chris Haynes came out with an article that said that Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard was unhappy. Let me look at the headline first. Chris Haynes because I don't have it. Let's see. Here we go. Coaching process, inability to build a title contending roster may push Damian Lillard out of Portland. The enormous backlash from the Portland Trailblazers process to hire a new coach and his concerns on whether a championship contender can be built have become factors that may push the franchise player Damian Lillard out the door. League sources tell Yahoo Sports. League sources... Tell Yahoo Sports (laughs) is Damian Lillard tells Yahoo Sports. Yeah. Which is when the real panic set in because Dame spoke to Chris and was like, I'm out. If they don't calm the fuck down, I'm out. I've sat with this dog shit franchise for way too long, remaining loyal to a city that no stars want to go to. Right. I'm a top 5 player in the league and I'm committed to Portland, Oregon.
1: <laughs>
0: Think about that.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. For a
0: second. That's like if we drafted Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant never left.
1: Yeah, and like and, and never
0: d- never wanted to leave.
1: Yeah, no, never expressed like any sort of anything. Yeah. And was
0: like I in fact, I don't even care how my legacy is affected. I care more about the loyalty to this city. Yeah. And then he one one little comment to Chris Haynes about liking Chauncey Billups and Jason Kitten. Everybody's like, you're complicit in rape. Fuck. Fuck Portland.
1: I mean, I, I didn't know about this Chauncey thing until like a week and a half ago. I'll be honest.
0: We are all NBA fans. You and I. Yeah. Never heard about it. Chauncey Billups was on count NBA countdown for yeah. years. Yeah. He was in talks to be the GM Of NBA teams for years. He was in talks to be a head coach when Steve Nash got the job in Brooklyn. He was in the mix then. Not a peep. Why now? Why now?
1: Seems a little performative.
0: It seems performative to me as well. I am staunchly anti-rape. Staunchly anti-domestic violence. This is an anti-violence podcast. However, but like this feels weird to me. And now Day might end up leaving. And I am... I'm I'm shook. All I could say to myself last night was, I don't know, man. I don't know how you fix this because Chauncey's now gotten hired to a five year deal. Five.
1: Five. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) Five. Okay, Neil Olshay wanted Chauncey. Neil Olshay, the GM of the Blazers, wanted Chauncey from the very beginning. He. I think Chauncey was waived from the Knicks. And Clippers pulled him out. Neil Olshay pulled him out of the dregs, brought him on, starting point guard for the Clippers until Chris Paul took over. Him and Chauncey are fucking tight. He wanted Chauncey from the very beginning. He lied to us all, told us that it was going to be 20, 25 names that he was going to look at. And then he did put Hammond, Becky Hammond, Don Staley in the mix, quote unquote, in the mix, flew up to Seattle, met Jody Allen, the owner of the Blazers, Mm -hmm. yada, yada. Shaking hands, kissing babies, no intention of hiring them. Zero intention of hiring them. So now you've got a fan base that hates this new head coach. He's here for five years. The ownership loves the GM, loves him. And you've got a star that has a backlash from all these fans about the hiring of this coach that's now there locked in for five years. So what's going to happen next?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it's not a good situation. And I kind of don't really blame Dame? I mean, he's literally been like like we just said, like the perfect franchise cornerstone for, I mean, he got drafted in 2012, so like going on 10 years now. And now the one thing happens and you're going to lose fan support? Like uh, yeah, no, I mean I don't blame him for being upset, I'll This be is honest. just
0: a Twitter, you know, Twitter can make you feel that the world feels a certain way.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, Twitter's not real life. We don't, Twitter's yeah.
0: not real life, Dame. Just I'm sorry for Twitter. (laughs) I'm sorry for the gram. I'm sorry for July. Come on, Dame. Like we love you, Dame, like Portland fans. We love you. The last tweet he liked was something about like, this isn't real Dame, like Portland fans really love you. Like this isn't believe me, like December rolls around. We're not going to be talking about this anymore. If Dame just weathers the storm, like you should, anytime there's backlash on Twitter, somebody will get mad about something else like fast. Yeah. So here's possible trades. Man, they're saying Sixers, basically the Harden trade, except for Dame. It'll be Dame instead of the way that it was for Harden. Yeesh. have got a lot of... That's my nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say firmly, that's my nightmare? If, if Dame becomes a Sixer, and then Ben Simmons becomes a Blazer...
1: And doesn't have Dame. <laughs> and does
0: not have Dame to make me a Ben Simmons fan, my mind will be in a pretzel. I won't be able to sleep.
1: That would be a tough one to live with. That, that would be tough. That'd be a tough trade.
0: We're hearing Nets, Kyrie plus Claxton plus Joe Harris equals Dame plus Nurk. That's a championship team for the Nets. That is a chip. You've got, you would have then Dame, Harden, uh, Nurk, KD, and.
1: Nurk would be a good piece
0: for them. Yeah, would yep. be a great piece. Yep. Like, could you imagine mm-hmm. Nurk with KD? Ugh. I'm um, hearing what Warriors. Hearing, I'm reading. I'm not hearing it. I'm reading it. Wiseman Clay plus picks. Don't, don't hate, hate that. that. Yeah, no. Don't, don't hate, hate that. That, at all. that would make. And you know what? That would be the actual place that I could root for Dame. He's from that area. He's from the sure. Bay. Yeah. From yeah. A, he's Oakland kid. Plays really well. If he went to the Bay and played with Steph, that would be fucking nasty. Steph and Steph Dame would, would be a, nuts. Steph is a two. Ugh. Yeah. Man. Heat. Butler. Sign and trade. I love Nuggets too. Uh. If there's enough pieces, right? Like if Dame actually wants out the door and we can get Kevin Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray and some picks, that's not really a rebuild. That's me still remaining a fan.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah.
0: Clippers, PG, PG and Reggie Jackson. That would put my mind in a pretzel as well.
1: I hope that does not happen.
0: But can we talk about the most delusional trade scenario that I saw all weekend? All right. So Laker fans. I think I know what you're about to say. Laker fans. They are something else, boy. This is what one Laker fan tweeted. He tweeted the screenshot of this article. There was a lot of trade scenarios in there, but this is the the delusional one. So people are like, oh, you pulled this out. No, this this was written in print, so I'm going to use it as it was written. Lillard is owed $39.3 million next season. I'm not even going to be able to get through this. (laughs) The first of a four-year, $176 million deal. Mathematically, that's the key piece. (laughs) Mathematically, the Lakers could sign and trade Dennis Schroeder around 20 to 25 million and Taylon Horton Tucker at 10 million. If he doesn't sign an offer sheet with another team first, plus Kuzma at 13 million, are two tradable first round picks in 2021 and 2027 and a sprinkling of second rounders and cash consideration. <laughs> I want none of those players. They always
1: want to throw in Kuzma as like, <laughs> as oh, just dis, disgruntled superstar. Here's Kuzma. Like he...
0: No, no. Like that is the most. No, that is the most delusional Laker fan thing. Like, I don't want any of those players on my team, let alone like I don't want them on the team with Dame. Do you think I want them on my team without Dame? <laughs> like these guys are wild. Yeah, These dudes are literally off doing their own thing on their own planet, and they all think they're the greatest player of all time. Like, Kuzma thinks he's better than Braun. Dennis Schroeder thinks he should be a starter. Talon Horton Tucker was the key reason that the Lakers didn't go and get Kyle Lowry. All these guys have big, inflated, fat egos.
1: I do like Horton Tucker's potential, but still. Yeah, no, this is the most delusional L.A. thing of all time.
0: So when I lived in L.A., this is kind of the only thing that I can think about is that when you live in a place like Los Angeles, California, you see 25 year old people with I lived in a building and I lived with this guy who created uh, this YouTube called Bro Science Life. Do You know, it
1: uh, sounds Heard vaguely, of it, vaguely familiar. It's, it's familiar. like
0: parody of Jim. Like gym okay. comedy.
1: Okay. All right.
0: Dude had an orange Bugatti. It's like 20, 25, <laughs> yeah, and a matte black Maserati. And he lived three doors down in my apartment complex. You see, that's a possibility. This guy lives literally a hundred yards from me mm-hmm. maximum. Right. And he's living a lifestyle. I cannot even fathom. You see that enough. People who are completely idiots with the spoils of success and you start thinking anything's possible. You start thinking Dennis Schroeder and Kyle Kuzma and Taylor Horton Tucker could be a reasonable trade for Damian Lillard because why the fuck not? My guy that lives three doors down from me has a Bugatti. We might as well think we can get Dame.
1: Yeah, maybe that is it. I, I think a lot of it is like them being spoiled by AD, maybe. Yeah. With, but I mean, I don't think Dame's going to be like, "Oh, I only will go to the Lakers" or something like that. I don't. I don't think he's going to give anything like that.
0: No, and also, that's a much bigger slap in the face than any other franchise. If you go yeah. to the fucking Lakers, that's one's on site.
1: Well, just that, I mean, yeah, 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 demanding to the Lakers, but it, it, even if you, I've always hated the and La- it's oh, like, oh, the these are my suitors. The these are my suitors. These are the teams that I will go to. Like, well, like, no, like, you're under contract, especially, I mean, Damien is, he has four, years, four left, right? years
0: left. Four years left. There's never been a superstar ever to demand a trade with four years left on their fucking max, super max deal.
1: Yeah. So you're not getting a, like, a discount, like, no. Deal for him at all. Like, no, you, it's yeah. not
0: like when someone's being traded on an expiring. Yeah, no. Like you have four wherever you go, that place will have four years left. And you know what? Who cares? We can ship you wherever we want because you can't say I'm not gonna resign like Anthony Davis did. Right. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. We'll send you to Sacramento. How about that? You like the Bay? We'll send you there. We'll yeah. take we'll take De'Aaron Fox and uh, and Buddy healed and some picks, because we know Sacramento's a shit shitty place. They probably have great lottery picks for the next four years. Hell yeah. Send you out to fucking Sacramento, Dame. And I love Dame. Dame's one of my favorite <laughs> players in the league. <laughs> this is no shot to Dame. I don't think Dame would ever do anything like that because he's a stand up guy. I want to say that. However, if he did, fuck you. Uh yeah. So Dame was trending a hundred thousand tweets last night. Um, five year deal, four and one for Chauncey. Um yeah. And then also, the breaking news this morning is that CJ was apparently promised he would not be traded this offseason. Neil O'Shea is a slime what ball. What do these GMs think? <laughs> like, you are a slime ball. Like, he, it, 95% of people that cover the NBA right now say that CJ's most likely. I talked to someone who's a GM of the league. They texted me. CJ's probably being traded. So when GMs are saying that, and then the the GM of the Portland Trailblazers has quote-unquote promised CJ he's not going anywhere, if CJ ends up being traded after he was promised he would not be traded, that's another nail in the coffin for Dame wanting to leave. I don't know what you do. It's a no-win scenario.
2: Apparently,
0: the arena or the forum is called... FISSERV, not FinSERV.
1: Okay. Did you know that? <laughs> I don't pay attention to arena names. Me neither.
0: <laughs> I got very, people got very mad when I called it FinSERV or arena. Apparently it is FISSERV Forum for Financial Services. Okay. What are the first three letters in financial?
1: Yeah, F-I-N. F-I-N. Yeah, that yeah. would make so sense. So if it's
0: Financial Services Forum, it should be FinSERV. <laughs> it should be. Anyway, Um. Atlanta blew a huge fucking lead last night.
1: They were leading the whole game. Yep. Leading
0: the whole game. Uh, refs, again, pulling shenanigans, probably injured Trey Young's ankle on purpose so that the Hawks would lose this game. And that the Bucks could f- could go on to the finals. And then we would see Giannis in the finals, which is the storybook ending for the league, I think. I don't think that really happened. But people are saying that. The streets are talking, Marty. The streets are talking <laughs> about the refs. Uh, he said that the ankle currently is sore. The ankle injury was frustrating. He's getting an MRI today, Ben Golliver says. I think he'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, he came in and he played. I mean, he was clearly like hobbled. But I mean, the fact that he came in and played the whole rest of the game. Yeah.
0: Chris Middleton, 20 in the fourth. Uh, Hawks, 17 in the fourth. Um, This is my thought. We talked about this the other day and people actually got mad at me. Like people inside this company got mad that I said Giannis was not a number one option in the fourth quarter. However, Giannis just responded, not to me, but he responded to a media member and he said, I have the whole game to be, quote unquote, the guy. I don't care about being the guy in the fourth quarter. If Chris asks for the ball, I better give him the ball. OK, so it appears that Giannis is not the go to guy in crunch time. Is that right? Uh, why do you why do you fight
1: me on this? I'm not fighting you. I'm not fighting you. I think you're right.
0: It's hard to say out loud because he's a Supermax player in the cornerstone of the franchise.
1: I think that was what my, uh, was in place. He's the
0: cornerstone player of the franchise, but he cannot be and will not be, has no interest in being the go-to guy in crunch time. In the entire fourth quarter, you cannot, will not go to Giannis as the number one option, which to me means, I don't know how you feel about that if you're a Bucks fan. How do you feel about that?
1: I mean, wins are wins, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see where it takes them. But sure. uh, yeah, no, it is. I mean, it's strange to hear your just franchise guy, you know, max money, yeah, top five player in the league, two time MVP, say something like that. Yeah.
0: It's odd. I don't think I've ever heard that before.
1: No, 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 definitely not from an MVP. Hell no.
0: From a two time MVP yeah. and a defensive player of the year saying, yeah, I'm good to give the ball up in the entire fourth quarter of tight games in the playoffs in the Eastern Conference finals. Yeah,
1: no, it's <laughs> unique for sure.
0: Chris Middleton is our guy. That's a precarious situation if you're a Bucks front, if you're the Bucks front office where you say, oh, our superstar thinks Chris Middleton is the go to guy in crunch time. Do we want Chris Middleton to be the go-to guy (laughs) on crunch time? Those 20 points in the fourth quarter say maybe, but he doesn't do that all the time.
1: No, he's not going to come out and hit all those threes like he did.
0: He's gone ice cold before. He's like good for one game out of every three games like that.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: Do you think that it's I
1: more? Just, uh, no, I don't, no, I wouldn't say it's necessarily more. I just do. I do like Middleton. I don't want it to sound like I'm sliding him. But I'm yeah. not sliding him. I'm no. just
0: saying he's not the number one option on a championship team. And no. I don't think that that's a uh, incredibly hot take. No. By the way, as, a, as an aside to that argument, Kendrick Perkins, my guy, tweeted this. I don't think I need to repeat myself, but I will anyway, damn it. Middleton is Batman and Giannis is the Robin, and that's okay. I think, I know that you roll your eyes, but like, I think me and Kendrick Perkins might actually have all the same takes. Like, I honestly, (laughs) I honestly don't know what to do with that because I don't particularly respect Kendrick Perkins' opinion. No. He has been lauded as a clown. I don't know if lauded is even the right word. He is a notorious clown in the NBA space. Very and yet so. somehow he's become spot on with his takes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know, I don't know what what does, where to go with that I one. I
0: honestly don't know what to make of it. I see this. Somebody DM me this and they were like, Kevin Pritchard, or, I mean, Kevin Perkins, Kendrick Perkins is, is drafting off all of your takes. <laughs> and I thought to <laughs> myself, maybe I'm in the wrong business like do I have all the wrong takes and I'm just a fucking like idiot because if Kendrick Perkins is tweeting these things out and he's known as a clown in the NBA space I don't know I don't know man I don't know <laughs> man I don't know I don't know I don't let's talk about the Suns holy shit okay. Mar, you gotta be excited
1: yeah, no, I mean, so in my history as a fan, uh, they've never been within a game of the, of going to the finals. So this is, uh, every game from here on out is going to be a new experience for me. How do you feel? Nervous, nervous for sure. But also, I mean, I mean, being up 3-1, I mean, it's, it's a lot better than 3-2. So I'll, I don't know. I'm, I'm very excited for tonight to see it, at, see the game at home. Uh, I, I've got a feeling Suns win tonight. But I don't know for sure. There's been some very wacky officiating on both sides, so I could see any number of things happening.
0: You had me take Suns minus one and a half. Yeah, that game, was a bad move. Game uh, four? Game three. Game three. Yeah. Yeah, that was not right. No, that was that wrong. That was a bad pick. I lost lost two units on that, so I'll send you a memo <laughs> request. Uh, Tim Reynolds, you had eighty four eighty. Yeah. The lowest scoring NBA game of the season. It was ugly. Six hundred eighty-five games this season.
1: It was stuck at like seventy-one seventy for like five game minutes.
0: <laughs> Three and a half minutes, no one scored. Ah, Paul George, you shouldn't have won that game.
1: Shouldn't I mean, have won that why? game.
0: No, I mean like.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he, like if
0: you can't if you can't get a bucket, like most often a team with Paul George on it and these other shooters like Reggie Jackson someone's gonna score and like you couldn't buy a bucket and yeah, for no, some I mean, reason they couldn't buy one either and the defense was a problem I mean was a big reason for that but also not like just cold just
1: <laughs> there were a lot of uh there were a lot of rimmed out shots as well it was definitely ugly and just a weird game one of the weirder games I remember ever watching and uh yeah no I, I think it's what separates this team from like the Nash team like none of the Nash teams would never have won a game like that Ever like had to grit out like a hard game like that. It just wouldn't happen. So
0: it was a it was maybe one of the most impressive wins I've ever seen in the playoffs because there's just in that scenario. You don't win.
1: Devin Booker. Devin
0: Booker fouls out like
1: we'll talk about that one. I mean, that was a ridiculous overturn. (laughs) Like
0: they should have just made it a no call. So that's uh it's just ugly. It's ugly. It's ugly. So um this is how I know Chris Paul is staying in Phoenix. Play the tape.
2: When I ask people about him, they, people say he has that same kind of voice, too. Do you, have you noticed that coming in this year and throughout the games like this? No, I knew that. Ain't about noticing that. Um, watch a lot of basketball, man. And so it's a, it's a lot of really good players in our league. Talking about Devin Booker. The opportunity to show what they can do. You know what I mean? And uh, I haven't known Book since before his rookie year. And like we know each other, know each other. And when we play against each other, we almost fight. You know, and that's because I know how competitive he is, and that's why I think this has worked. Because you know, there's no ego, you know, from either one of us. At the end of the day, we just we just want to win. Woo!
0: Well, I tell you what, you put that where he says there's no one as competitive as him. They almost fight. He's talking about Aiton, saying that Aiton is great. He's been he's been literally emotionally. F- blowing Aiton all playoffs like just pumping his tires the entire playoffs and saying he's going to get paid blah 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 and he is going to get paid and he is very good and Aiton is saying my career was altered because of Chris Paul's presence I don't know how to thank him like this is a unit that you don't just spend one year and you leave
1: I mean Aiton was fighting off bus narratives like in the bubble like seriously, do you remember like, he missed that COVID test yes. and that? Then it all came back. Like, oh, is this guy even good? He can't. And y- y- yeah, for him to be where he is now, where looking back, where he was a year ago, is it's phenomenal. As an aside, Absolutely.
0: which like I have not seen a professional athlete get popped for HGH and like for twenty five games and like I don't even know when. Like that Aiton suspension was. I mean, very bizarre to me. It
1: was it, it it was bizarre. I mean, you don't see it in the NBA. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't have a whole lot to say about I it. it. I don't either. I just <laughs> thought that that was
0: like really weird that they did that and yeah, also it sort of cheated the Suns out of some continuity for that year. So, yeah. yeah, I think um they're staying together. If they can make that cap work, and I think campaign as well, they're staying together. This team is rolling out of the sunset, Marty.
1: I see no no reason to break it up.
0: Be excited. Also, cannot wait for the, a baby, now we got bad blood. They (laughs) asked Chris Paul, how much does beating the Clippers matter? And he goes, I'm not talking about that until the job's over. Let's go. Tonight, Marty, tonight, watch the post game pressure. I think Chris Paul goes in. Yeah. Goes in. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. We know that has to do with Doc Rivers. Fuck Doc Rivers. Chris Paul wasn't the problem. Like Clippers, you fucked up. Everybody's fucked up. Chris Paul's the goat. Like he is, I think top, top five, top five point guard, point guard of all time.
1: He's, he, he's very much in, in that conversation for sure.
0: If anyone can um come back from a three, one, it's Tyloo. We know that <laughs> if anyone can come back from the, from a three, one lead. The one thing that I will say about the Clippers is this, how I know it's fucking bad is that Kawhi won't take his ass and go into a black car and drive to Phoenix. He's not even coming to the fucking stadium weird. to support the team.
1: And he, like, like he watched game four from the, the box.
0: St- Why wasn't he on the bench? I don't
1: know. You don't see that in the NBA. I, I, Kawhi is a fucking weirdo. I think he's a, just a fucking weirdo. Weird dude. Yeah.
0: Not going to drive? Not going to be with the team in game five? I, he was like, the reports were that he could test it out in game five, but he didn't want to risk the inflammation yeah. to his ACL.
1: And why is that not toxic? Like, if LeBron or KD did that during a playoff game? Are you kidding me?
0: Can you imagine if Kyrie or KD wasn't on the bench with their team?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I've thought this for a while. Kawhi gets such a pass on being toxic because he's quiet, but he's as bad as all these guys that get way more shit. I think that might more be shit. more toxic. I, I agree. But like, I, I just think he gets a pass from the media and fans because of it.
0: They're like, oh, yeah, fun guy. Ha, ha, ha. He's just misunderstood. We don't get him. He's just an introvert. Why can't you just let him play basketball? And it's like, no, you're you're toxic.
1: Yeah, he ends up causing problems everywhere he goes. Did he?
0: Cause problems in Toronto okay,
1: fair But that was a one year rental One he year knew, rental yeah.
0: And he knew It's like when you date someone That you know is never gonna go anywhere Yeah And you just like None of the toxic parts Of your personality come out Cause you're really not even Testing the relationship You're just having a good time <laughs> That was what Kawhi was doing In Toronto
2: Yeah I'm overcoming the obstacles do, not call me I ain't calling you All right,
0: let's get around the league. Uh Ime Udoka gave his first press conference as the new head coach of the Boston Celtics. Um if first impressions matter, Celtics uh, do not miss or did not miss. They do miss a lot. Uh, <laughs> he did not hold back about how bad Boston was this year. Uh, a couple of things. He straight outfitted Brad Stevens. He said, we we have a willing group, and they've only reiterated that in our conversations lately. I'm not worried about our group being uh, worried about hard coaching. They're asking for hard coaching. And that is something I'm going to bring to the table. Also, Ime Udoka, married to Nia Long. Baddie. Yeah. Baddie. I didn't know Ime Udoka was married to Nia Long. Did you?
1: No, had no idea. Just a baddie
0: <laughs> wife of the head coach. I
1: just knew he was a bench player on those Spurs teams. No doubt.
0: <laughs> if that's not a shot at the C's not playing, the Celtics play, not playing hard and not being coached hard, I really don't I don't know what that is. It's Remember fair. Marcus Smart talked about that earlier in the season? Mm-hmm. He was like, Oh yeah, we just need to get our egos. We need to play tougher. Uh, He may also describe what he wanted from the coaching staff. I'm looking for energy. I'm looking for juice in the building. Tons of great candidates. We're nailing that down as we speak. Like I said before, (laughs) no one gives you less energy when you listen to them speak than Brad Stevens. Mm -hmm. Like Brad Stevens is like listening to a New York times podcast. Like you're not going to get ramped up for that. That's something you listen to when you're about to fall asleep. Like Brad Stevens is not inspiring me to go out and play with more verve and vigor. Uh, I think it's time for Eme to know to clean house, not to have any other assistant coaches on his staff. Given what happened to Nate Bjorkren, I just like, I just don't think you keep anyone on that staff. So, Oh, he also said this. I like to bring the dog out and guys, Okay, and we've got some young dogs here. I like the whole who's a dog and who's not a dog. Like Tatum's not a dog yet. I think Ime Udoka could turn him into a dog. He said, "I'm looking forward to pushing them." <sighs> I, don't I don't know what's going to happen with Marcus Smart, but
1: yeah, I don't know either. Maybe
0: that means he stays. I don't know if they I, want. He probably want
1: to. I mean, probably yeah.
0: want to. I don't know.
1: I like the hire a lot. I just I, I, I love the I, hire. When you get a guy at this point of his career, I just I, I really think they kind of nailed the timeline search
0: some of the shots weren't even ricochet shots Ime said at one point sorry to mention this to brad but we were 27th in the league in assists last year so we're gonna want to have more of a basketball team Oh, my God. More team basketball, less Tatum having to score 60 to win. Could not be a Brad Stevens team, huh?
1: That is really awkward, sitting next to the former coach. I mean, that's never happened, ever, I doubt.
0: Someone having to step down, getting a promotion, hiring you, and then you having to say all the changes Uh, you're going to make to make the team better. As
1: a newly hired head coach, you're giving your press conference, sitting next to the former coach and explaining all the things you're going to do better. (laughs) He's literally
0: looking, I'm sorry to Brad, but we were 27th in assists last year. That's going to have to change. That is really funny. (laughs) Man, I tell you what, I tell you what, that's going to be very exciting. He also said he called uh, both Jays the pillars. So I'm excited about Boston's future for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Because of Eme, only because of Eme. That's how much of a head coach, how much of a head coach, how much a head coach helps. Also, remember when Danny Ainge retired? Mm -hmm. He retired, didn't he? Yeah,
1: that's what he said. He
0: was done. He was done being a GM. He was done. He said he had a heart attack and it forced him to reevaluate his life and he wants to be spend time with family and. Doesn't want to be in basketball anymore. Didn't he say that?
1: Yeah, the Urban Meyer special. Yeah, the
0: Urban Meyer special. It looks like um, the news broke overnight that this guy, David Lindsey, is moving to an advisory role for the Utah Jazz <laughs> and that the, the <laughs> Jazz sending out the email about a uh, Lindsey at 1126 p.m. on a Sunday night, a week and a half after their season ending, ending, seems like very normal. Like one of those news dumps that happens in the middle of an Eastern Conference Finals game, kind of like Woj announcing the Chauncey <laughs> Billups hiring right in the middle of the fourth quarter. Like also... Now there's news that Danny Ainge might step on board and become one of the front office executives for the Utah Jazz. How do you go from needing and wanting to spend all your time with your family, reevaluating where you're at in your life, to less than a month later, having to completely repivot and then have a job in the front office at the Utah Jazz?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, We could ask Urban Meyer the same question. These people are full of shit. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) Like it's,
0: (laughs) and we knew it. We knew it. We knew it was either Portland or Utah. And once it's odd because once that Chauncey Billups hiring came through, which means Neil Olshay stays, because there was some. I got a text message from another person in the league in a front office position that said Neil Olshay's position on the Blazers is cloudy, not good, but with with Chauncey getting a 5 year deal you know that means that Neal is staying so then Neal is staying so now Danny Ainge has basically said that he's going to come on for the Utah Jazz so i think he was waiting to see if Neal was going to get fired <laughs> that's amazing just dysfunction just dysfunction i can't stand guys like this we knew he was going to get another job we knew he was leaving and it was just such such lies such lies uh speaking of dysfunction mavs Yeesh. I don't know. Has anyone had a weirder off season than the Mavs?
1: Yeah, and it hadn't even really started yet. Hasn't like. even it's just
0: it's hasn't he hasn't even hit July. Uh popular coach Jamal Mosley is on his way out, probably gonna be a head coach for either the Orlando Magic or the Washington Wizards. I don't hate that. Luca had a relationship with Jamal, and apparently that's the reason that him and Luca and Rick Carlisle had friction. Because Joe, he was like, oh, you're going to chip off for everything and you're not talking to me. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. But they hired, the only thing that I would say that's good is that they hired Jason Kidd and they also hired this guy, Nico Harrison. Do you know anything about him? Uh, nope. Nico Harrison is now the Dallas Mavericks GM. He was the top sports marketing executive for 20 years at Nike.
1: Oh, wait, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's
0: been the guy to uh, to look at, scout, evaluate, and bring in talent for Nike for shoe deals when they're in high school. Mm-hmm. He knows guys from the time they are fucking peewee league type uh, basketball all the way throughout college and decides who's going to get a Nike deal and who isn't. I think if there's a guy who can evaluate talent, it's Nico, right? Sure. Only problem is... He doesn't have a ton of relationships around the league, so I don't know how that's going to go. Right, fresh start. Guys love him. Luca loves Nico. Dame loves Nico.
1: Yeah, it's just it's such a different gig is the problem. I mean, you can evaluate talent as well as anybody, but if you can't, you know, wheel and deal, and yeah, have those connections with teams and capitalize on them, then
0: yeah. yeah, I think if you can't make trades, that the only thing that this tells me is that the Mavs are closer to rebuilding than we think meaning you think, yeah, if yeah, you're hiring would, a guy that's a GM who has no relationships with the rest of the league but can evaluate young stars right yeah and that's his main talent that means you're going to be looking to the draft and looking for free agents to bring on versus trying to trade with the rest of the league
1: yeah that's not a bad take at all yeah
0: thank you that's the first time you've ever uh you ever complimented me on a unique take <laughs> <laughs> i
1: don't think that's true
0: uh, so Nico Harrison is going to look from other outside. Look, he's going to look different from other outside hires like Leon Rose. That's what this guy, Tim Cato said. He's got a quote unquote steep learning curve. I fucking love him. I've met him before. Oh, really? He's an honest guy. Yeah. I tried to uh get a job as a sports marketing executive or not executive, but like a sports marketing rep at mm-hmm. Nike. And he was like, Hey, I think you're great. I think you love hoop and that's awesome. And like guys would love you. But, um, NBA players' wives and girlfriends would fucking hate your guts and they'd probably not want to be with Nike and they'd push those guys to not want to work with you so we can never hire a woman that looks like you in this field. Oh, that stinks. It does stink, but that was hard, hard truths at like 24. Mm. But I like Nico. I think he'll be good. Um, Also, remember you said that the U.S. Olympic team was going to be boring. Can you take that take back?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, to to be fair, that was was before KD committed... It was just when came Dame, out of it was
0: just when Dame and Draymond committed. Yeah. But your take was, don't you think this year? Yeah, it was a cold take. Olympic was going to be boring. Let's talk about the roster. Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, Drew Holiday, Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, Chris Middleton, Jeremy Grant, Draymond Green, Bam Adebayo, and yuck, Kevin Love. What a fucking stacked <laughs> roster.
1: Well, at the end, I did say I think we're going to have some weird guys at the end of the bench, and uh, Jeremy Grant and Kevin Love look a little out of place. Well, just, Jeremy, just saying, just saying.
0: Jeremy Grant, this is interesting, got asked. They were, He wanted to be on this team because he knew being around all this greatness would take him to a next level, and Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard pressed Greg Popovich for him to be the final spot. Nice. Which I think means he's going to get – Some real experience playing with guys. Cause he was on the Oklahoma City Thunder and on the Nuggets and like not with anyone really great. I don't think he was there on the team with KD and and Russ. Was he? he? I don't don't believe I don't think he was either. But I think that the interesting thing about this, the biggest, most interesting thing is that Damian Lillard was the first real star to commit. And now a new article came out that he and Kevin, Kevin Durant recruited all the stars to come play for Team USA. Which is fucking sick.
1: That is pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Apparently, the quote is, when we talk about players committing to the team, one of the things that they always want to know is who else has committed. Lillard was one of the first, and that was crucial. While many of the faces on Team USA Basketball that won gold at Rio won't be on this year's roster, Damian Lillard played a critical role in bringing some of the most prominent names in basketball to Tokyo. Fucking sick. Uh, Weird. Kevin Love, hate it. (laughs) Hate it. Hate it. That's a total Popovich move.
1: Yeah. Just have like a A guy that, you know, can shoot in
0: leadership. He's played in the Olympics before. You have experience with them. Yuck.
1: I love this team, though.
0: Love the team. I love how small it is. Love how I mean, Bam's not even a center and he's the only center.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Can we do our starting fives? Ooh, sure. All right, you have the roster in front of you.
1: Okay. You can uh, go first. Okay. We my, might have
0: the same one. My
1: hope is uh you go three guards. I go Dame, Book, Beal, and then go Tatum Durant.
0: Ooh, okay. I like see I have it a little bit different than you. I have the only thing differently is I have uh Lillard Book Tatum Durant at a bio.
1: Okay. So you think you you, you think you a bio serious minutes? Yeah. Give
0: him serious minutes. You play Kevin Durant at the four, and you have like a sort of like a different kind of small ball.
1: I like going just super small and running all these Euro guys off the floor.
0: I love that. <laughs> I love that. I think Team Canada will be very, very good.
1: <laughs> they will. They will, yeah. Very
0: good. Uh that is all the time that we have for the This League podcast. Please subscribe, please rate and review. Uh makes a huge difference. We also have playoff merch on sale in the Barstool store. I actually don't know whether any of the teams left in the playoffs have shirts except for the Suns. Suns and four shirts. I don't get anything of value from that shirt. I think the Suns and four guy gets like all of the, the, I think he, I think he gets it. half of it. Half of it or yeah. something. Great. Great move, but definitely buy them. One just showed up on my desk today. Cannot wear it, wait to wear it in Phoenix. Uh, Thank you for listening. Tune in early, squirrely, on Friday morning for the next episode. Uh, Lots to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about the Suns being in the finals. Maybe that's what we'll talk about. Possibly. Maybe. The bigger
2: they come, the hotter they fall. take the Lincoln. She wanna lick a trapper, but she already licked the rapper. Oh my, oh my, so fly, so fly. Three six mafia. I stay fly, I stay fly. Quality just to get by. I want it all, not a piece of the pie. Everybody eats, everybody, and we keep all of the receipts. We.